Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, initially start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple <laughs> glasses of wine. <laughs> and then there becomes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. This is the Hey, Girl, Hey podcast. <laughs> we are live right now uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Um, so hopefully you're watching us live. If you're listening to us, it's probably Saturday, September 18th. Um, I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn. And I am y'all millennial chick, Jer Jer. <laughs> hey, y'all. And we're going to have Melanie Marie Malloy check in around seven, uh, you know, during the half, the second oh, half. Oh, okay. Oh, do you know Melanie? You know, she is oh. off the chain. You don't know her. Anyway, mm. so she is the executive director. Um, she's the executive director at the Pittsburgh Metropolitan Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, and I met her on the board, the WPXI Gets Real board. And that girl is fire. She got some fire. She got some spunk. And I mean, she is she is um, doing great things over at the Chamber of Commerce for the Pittsburgh metropolitan uh, area for Hispanic, the Hispanic community, doing such great work over there. So we're going to talk about her and just talk about um, like pretty much providing an update. Uh, on the Hispanic community, because there's so many things that you think you know, and then there's things you're like, oh, I had no idea. So yeah, hopefully she'll be able to she'll be able to talk to us about that. So did you guys hear this breaking news? Are you ready? Are yes. you ready for breaking news? Y'all don't right. notice this just happened. State-run liquor stores are going to start limiting sales of some products to two bottles starting Friday. In response to supply shortages, two bottles per two person. Two bottles. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how do they do that on a weekend? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you do that right. on the weekend on a Friday? That's Friday's turn up day. So how do you yeah. do it? Two. But now I got to get all my crew to go to the liquor will, store at the same time and they double have, up. That's it's gonna be like Noah's Ark. Two by yeah. two. It, it's <laughs> gonna be more crowded. Be, and you know, is it? Okay, is it like two per person per day? So like you're that person. Go- you're that person. You're gonna be. <laughs> okay, she's gonna have- be at the customer yeah. service desk at Giant Eagle or no? Where do we say at picture. the liquor store yeah. in the wines and spirits? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so when you say two, do right. you mean like mm-hmm. two per hand? Two per right. person. Right. Right. Because, like, my baby's in the stroller behind me. So, what if yeah. I have a four pack? What if I get the four pack? Do yeah. I get one four pack or two four packs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what. So, if people, I, what people are going to do, like you said, they're going to have their someone else come with them to get liquor mm-hmm. or they'll go to different liquor stores. I could go to one in East Liberty, then the one over here. Dedicated to drinking this weekend. Like you're you got a game. You got you literally have a liquor squad. You literally have a liquor squad, a liquor squad. Squad up. Let's go. I need you on the henny. I need you on the Tito's. You right mm-hmm. here, I need mm-hmm. you on the white wine. I need the you to rock. get a Riesling. And then I need you to get a bottle of Ciroc. And then you, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to run point. <laughs> I'm gonna need mm-hmm. you to run point. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get some Bacardi. And some rose. All right, hands in. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> you can't forget the Moscato. Everybody drinks Moscato. Ew, nobody drinks Moscato. Everybody. Because if nobody knows anything about drinking, Who drinks Moscato. They watch, they watch those little shows with the housewives and all the all the other people. And they always say, Girl, you got a bottle of Moscato. I'm like, No, people didn't like Moscato until Drake started talking about Moscato. And that's they when they jumped Drake. on Moscato. Really? You see, you I always you thought it was kind of tasty myself. It's too sweet. It's a dessert wine. Anyway, yeah. two by two, too sweet like dessert. the arc. Two by two, by, like the arc. So have fun. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Um, we're going to hit some, we're going to hit some hot topics that Jerry may know about, but I'm sure LaShawn does not. Yes. So did you hear the whole scandal with Nicki Minaj this weekend? I mean, this week. It sure did. 
Why don't you tell her what Please. happened and then I'll give you the update or you may even <laughs> and, run into the update. Go ahead, Jerry. And, and don't mind me if I fade in and out because this right here. You a little tired, sis. Oh, it bores me. But go ahead. But no, go ahead. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's, it, go it's good to know. So my hmm. good sis, Onika, uh, you know, she tweets and talks to her fans a lot. She's very interactive with her fans. One of the tweets, uh, I guess someone had asked about um, the vaccine. Oh, what, how it started was the Met Gala was last weekend. And one of her fans said, oh, you're not at the Met Gala. And mm -hmm. then it said something like, um, yeah, I did it because, you know, I want to, it's too cautious, uh, you know, coming in there and I got a newborn baby. And plus they want you to be vaccinated. And mm -hmm. she not vaccinated and I'm not going to get vaccinated for the Met Gala and then that's how it started and then tweets were going out back and forth because she said I'm not going to get vaccinated yeah go ahead so, go ahead, go ahead. so then also she said if I get vaccinated it's not for the Met, Met Gala's after I've done a lot more research and want to get vaccinated so then another tweet had came about with one of her fans and she had said her cousin in Trinidad doesn't want to get it because his friend had got it and mm -hmm. made his testicles. Uh, I don't. I they were swollen. They were swollen or something. <laughs> so then that's when everything blew up. You know, I mean, it blew up. His, his testicles blew up. That's what she said. So now people were mad at her because it's like she's spreading. She made it like the virus or the vaccine is what swelled right. up his text right. te exactly. testicles his so testicles like oh she made this statement this is how they're looking at it because she made this statement, Sean is cracking up. and she said that's not what i meant i'm just telling you what's being told me so people were going at my good sis you know saying oh well you know even our homie dr fauci had to step in and say like look we need these ain't the, mm -hmm. this ain't right. You know what I mean? People from the CDC and all this. Why are you crying, Sean? <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> that's exactly what I'm telling you. That's what she said. So then it's a back and forth thing. There's a, who was that news correspondent? Joanne Reed got on there and was mm -hmm. talking about uh, how she, disappointed she was in Nikki because she's using her platform to say all this mm -hmm. stuff and calls her uncle Tamiana because mm -hmm. she's saying that in front of two white uh newscasters it was a lot wait a minute okay it, it's a lot of stuff but basically ah, she why is everybody against Nikki because it's Nikki's cousins who's balls ah. Nick <laughs> cousins friends <laughs> were messed up after getting the vaccine mm -hmm. so, so that's what Everybody was like jumping at her, like you're not, you know, making this look good because they, they want everyone to get vaccinated, right? So that's mm -hmm. enough to not make people want to get vaccinated. So, <laughs> and Dr. Fauci was like, "That's incorrect. Like, there's no way." You know, I don't know. That's what that's what's been going on. So people have been coming at Nikki all week long. Well, what because I will say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Lashawn, because okay. I'll give it a, a, a update. Because uh, Nikki, because Nikki stated that a friend of hers cousin's balls blew up. Now everybody's mad at Nikki because she all she did was say that somebody's balls blew up. You right. Know? So she wasn't talking against it. She wasn't. Yeah. And she, so she was making it like she was making it like she was against the vaccine saying this is what happens when you get the vaccine. This is why I'm not right. vaccinated. Right. And so people are upset with her because they felt that she was giving out false truths. Right. Exactly. That's what it all. Was. So people she, get, your, get your life. Yeah. And you let a celebrity dictate your health. You're dumb. Can I just say yeah. you're dumb? And if, if this vaccine was making every making all the guys' balls blew up, you know, I would we would have heard that a long time ago. You just want to keep saying balls. I just want to say <laughs> she just want to just keep saying balls. How many how many how many women we wouldn't let our husbands, our boyfriends, our nephews, none of them get the vaccine. If balls was blowing up all across the world, you know, yeah. you, know need, you know, people need how many people need them balls a lot. Why do you keep saying that? Because yeah, it's just amazing to she me. <laughs> We're discussing balls blowing up.
So anyway, with this story, it was rumored that she was called to the White House. Even Dr. Fauci kind of called her out or whatever. Um, and he said that there's no evidence that it happens, nor is there any mechanistic me- mechanistic yeah. uh, reason to imagine that it would happen. Um, she then she criticized the uh, Nicki Minaj criticized the White House, saying that uh, she was invited to come, but then she wasn't invited, and then she got arrested on Twitter. And so now it's like, this is what happens when you say dumb stuff. Also, like watch it because every little thing that you say, Miss Minaj, is going to be taken out of context. And she was like, I didn't say, you know, she cleaned it up later, said she didn't say it or whatever. And it's like, uh, I mean, once it's out there, it's out there. You can't delete nothing from the internet from the internet. Internet. I I should have put it in what the I should have put in um yeah. Yeah, yeah, what the F who the F cares news. My bad. Well, how about this? Lil Nas has responded to critics who says that he should center, censor his actions because children are watching. And like James Brown, uh, like uh, Rick James said, F your couch, Lil Nas X said, F your kids. <laughs> I'm home. You remember they did the same thing to Cardi when she first came out. You know, she's very, you know, she shows her, you know, sexuality very well. She's over-sexualized and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I remember her saying this, you know, they had said the same thing about her. We these what they people have to realize is that we are not those type of role models. Like we are not Steve from Blues Clues. You know what I'm saying? Like we are celebrities. Well, I'm not, but they are celebrities, you know, <laughs> to entertain. And they're not censoring themselves for their kids. That's not their job to do that. So right. I agree with little Nas. Do everyone's coming at him? Like I like him. I'm sorry. He's saying his I like name him. wrong. It's Lil. It's Lil. 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 You he said Lil. He said Lil. He doesn't have two T's in his name. He's it's Lil. Lil. It's Lil. It's Lil. Lil. You know why they doing that though? Because mm-hmm. he is a. Everyone knows that the little because he's a what? Little, he's a black male who's gay. Everyone gay. knows that. What's the little, little girl's name? That JoJo Siwa. They just posted a picture of her kissing, you know, another girl, which is fine. But no one's making a big deal out of that. You know what I'm saying? I think they're making a big Jerry deal out of upset. Because of, um, because they, they keep coming for my boy, and I don't like that. No, you like, like, you like Lil Nas is your first cousin. Your yeah, first cousin? I love him, and he's very talented. But if he's her cousin, then he's your cousin because y'all's cousins. We're co- we, that is my that's my little cousin, you know, and I support him. You know, he's not doing nothing wrong. Yeah, so I feel he like said, F your kids. Go ahead. I, I ain't gonna say f your kids or nothing like that because that's not where I'm at. I mean, that's not that's not me. That's not the way I talk. But what I'm saying is, stop letting police and police stop letting the TV police your kids. Like you gotta start listen, looking at what your kids watch. Stop letting these right. people, the role models. You step up. I mean, come on, stop being Karens of the airwaves. Mm. Stop. Mm. Let these people, this is what they do, then you don't have to watch Excuse it. me, I have, a, I have a question. I have a question. Who, said air, who says airwaves? Canada Airwaves. Yeah, that's, that's a new term. Watch, no. you gonna hear you it know out. Who, watch you. This is I know who thing. says it. You're going to be saying that like Karen of the Karen airwaves. Of the I know who says airwaves. Boom. I know who says airwaves. Oh, Wendy Williams. Why? Because she's a woman of a certain age. Yes. That's a, yeah, she's that's old. What, she, she's old, the, and old yeah. people say. All right, well, I'm, I'm about to get off of this. No, why are you mad? Y'all don't need my wisdom. Don't need no, my- no, we need you to bring it. We need you to bring it. But but speaking of Wendy Williams, she's in the she's in the news. Um, she tested positive for COVID. Oh she oh is asymptomatic. Oh um, yes, but this past well, today it was announced that the Wendy Williams show is going through Wendy's going through some health issues, and so they're going to push the show back to October. Here is the update though she's been taken to the hospital for a psychiatric evaluation. Mm. We've all yeah. know, well, it has been reported that she's had some problems yeah. up in the brain. 
But mm-hmm. this uh, recently, um, she was rushed to the hospital yesterday following a 911 call, someone with psyche that needed psychiatric services and the police or paramedics were called to her New York City apartment building. So mm-hmm. TMZ reported that the doctors are monitoring her, but she is now admitted and asymptomatic. So she's been admitted to a psychiatric hospital, but she's asymptomatic for COVID. Um, I'll just pray for all of it. Yeah, you know. I think COVID was the the screen for everything else. Like she got I COVID, mean, but you know, <laughs> she yeah she got COVID, but you know, but you know, you know COVID, she crazy, but you know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, she's you know what Wendy's been going through like everybody else, but hers is so public. Is everything was publicized? She even did a movie on her stuff, and I don't know if that's good. For, I mean, I guess that was good for her healing. But that was a bit much. I don't, you know, I, we've already know that you and your husband have gone through some stuff and all that. Uh, then you do a movie about it. So you got to see this. It's a little much. It's a little much, Wendy. So, you know, um, yeah. So I think she's going through. And I think, I think COVID is, you know, I, I don't like, I'm not saying she's lying, but it would be one of those things like I got COVID. That's why, I, you know, I'm at the hospital. I think it's more, you know, get some, get some healing, some some spiritual, mm. physical healing. Right. She's been through a lot. And she has medical mm. issues too, you know, and then she's in front of the screen. She just needs to take an indefinite time off and just work on Wendy. I'm going to yeah. call her. I'm going to call her. You, you're going to call her? You, you're going to call Wendy. You're going to call, call Wendy. I'm going to call her. You, know, so you tell me what she say. Tell yeah. me what she say. And um, ask her, has she talked to Caitlyn Jenner? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Because Caitlyn Jenner is, um, she's she's a little upset right now, and I'm sure that that's her good girlfriend. It's time for uh, Who the F Cares News. Sean, Jaitlyn, Caitlyn, Jaitlyn Kenner. Jaitlyn. Jaitlyn. Caitlyn. JC. Jenner is in the news. She's upset. She lost her bid for California State Governor, approximately mm-hmm. 1% votes. Ah. <laughs> One percent. She got one percent. I would say that she should really be fighting that if she had two percent. But at one, just leave it alone. I mean, you're supposed to round up when it's over five. So (laughs) at least that's old school math. When it's over five, then you fight for it. If it's under five, you don't fight for it. You don't carry the one. You don't care. You don't round it up. She carried the one. They didn't even try. Like they was just like, forget it. Mm -mm. No. She's no. like all this hard work and everybody that I thought would come and vote for me didn't. Now you mad. <laughs> I don't it's see, a sham. But see, I don't follow her. I don't follow her. So I'm like, how know. do you see her? How do you how do you see her running the state of California? Absolutely. What have, you, what have you done? But maybe I should, well, I don't want to, but I mean maybe to better understand it, you should, you know, you should follow her. No. Okay, so, so who the F cares? So nobody cares? cares? Nobody cares. All right, let's see if we care about Jermaine Dupree. I know, Jerry, you heard this one. LaShawn, yeah. Jermaine Dupree is a rapper and a producer. I, He's I, the one that dated Janet Jackson. He he founded Low Bow Wow and Debrat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so that. He has like that, that little like rat. He looks like a Monchichi. <laughs> More like a little rat, but he's nice though. Pikachu or something. <laughs> well, cute. he challenged Diddy. <laughs> To a versus battle, and let me just tell you: Have you? Did you? You did, Jerry. See Diddy's response. He was yeah. like, "Look here, my N word. <laughs> I love you." Why? Bra bra, bra bra. You ain't got half the hits that I have. And I'm thinking, like, well, he actually does. Y'all can go toe to toe. I, I can see it. I, I can see Diddy and Jermaine Dupree because they're both rappers and they're producers. producers. So yeah. I can see it. All Jermaine, yeah, Jermaine Dupree got like, unless he uses Bow Wow. Yeah, he was Bow Wow, the brat. other artist, the brat, you, yeah. you got to use your music, right? Yeah. Mm. Music he produced and everything like that. I mean, there's, you know, there's Mariah Carey. You know, he did. Did he rap on it? He did rap on No, that was the old dirty ass who rapped on it. He, he does. So, so deaf. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the he's like the what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember the big fat dude. He'd be like, uh, I don't know him. Okay, he's like him. DJ Khaled. 
He's a DJ Khaled of the music. <laughs> all of those things he does. Okay. DJ Khaled. Okay. Like, so, so good. Another one. Another, Another one. one. Got it. So, I mean, when you think about it, Jermaine Dupree, he produced more, I think, I don't know, you know, because I'm not really into this, more, he produced more than he rapped on. And like, right. Puffy might have, Puffy rapped with Maze, he rapped with uh, Biggie. I thought you said he rapped with Maze. I was like, he, he rapped, rapped with Maze. Remember Maze? Frankie Beverly. Remember Maze? Beverly. He might have, he might rap with them too. But you know, he did 112 or were they 411 or something like that or 911. He was with them. And um, he was with all them other people. You know what I mean? So he probably had more people he rapped with uh, Puffy did than than the other dudes. So, right, right. You know, but they yeah. they produced some people because I mean, uh, yeah, Puffy did probably more rapping from what I can remember. Yeah. But but then, then again, you got to ask this. Who cares? <laughs> I can see them going toe to toe, definitely. Now, Diddy did say he would go toe to toe with Dr. Dre. Um, that's more of like he said he was more of in Absolutely his, not. you know, league. I, I can see him and Dre. I can see him and Jermaine Dupri for sure. I think yeah. that's a bad. I, I do. Um, but not, did, not Dr. Dre. can't do I, Dr. Dre. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's West Coast. Yeah, East Coast. So, so I, I just think Dre. he's a cornball. He's just Dr. Dre. Oh. Dr. Dre makes some dope beats. Oh like, yeah, he's, he's not a rapper. He's he's a cornball. He rap. He was like NWA. On the world class wrecking crew, that's rapping. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to say what is rap? It's I mean, I, I would bring out some rappers like during the seventies. 80s that you know everybody would call them popcorn rappers but they were rappers right. like Curtis Flow, Count Cool Out y'all remember them you know what I mean hey, like Sugar Hill Gang those were rap those were rap yeah you hey, know what I mean Jerry's like giving us deer in the headlights she might know a name those like Kanye rappers. West she knows <laughs> Kanye she knows a rapper named Kanye West yeah okay. so and Kanye then, he's in the news um, he oh, followed his now uh, soon to be ex-wife Kim Kardashian. He's following her one day after he unfollowed her. Be crazy. <laughs> we all know. There ain't nothing to say about it. That is what every black person says when you mention <laughs> when you mention Kanye West. The first thing that come out that mouth is that and we're crazy. He crazy because mm-hmm. and, and but we embrace him like he's that crazy cousin. Yeah. yeah, like he crazy, but that's yeah. my cousin. So oh my I cousin. mean, that's just that's you know, he needs help. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I said yeah, yeah at the corner store, he was getting him some Newports and some um Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I gave him twenty dollars, you know, and he was like, I I nephew. I was like, I um, and that was it. Damn, yeah, that's my cousin Yay from the way. That's my cousin yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's he got his own issues, and I think everybody tries to be real sympathetic over his issues because you know he lost his mom, and maybe he's losing that direction too. You know, maybe she was there and she was giving him guidance and direction. Yeah, he's never he doesn't been have that, and people see that. Like, yeah. uh, I'm glad y'all feel that way. I kind, I kind, and plus, you know, I, we we all see that uh, we're to with Chris <laughs> Jenner. We all see Chris Chris Jenner. Is her name Chris Jenner? The, the, mm-hmm. the girls, the other, the, other the mother, the mothers. And yes. we all see her that she's good with her kids, but we see how she is with the dudes that date her daughters. They all, they all don't turn out so well. They all don't turn out. Let's, let's look I at think the movie. only one that let's had the, Lamar. the most successful relationship was Courtney. Courtney, oh. But look at, look at the dude. Courtney What's not wrong with him? I like him. He don't look like nobody we know in why our would family. Because everybody else is dating brothers except for Courtney. Courtney's like, why not, are we talking about this? They're not saying that. Who cares? Not, I, I said something about him and his mom and the nurturing that he's missing. He, uh, I don't think he got it with Chris. I, he's uh, not getting it. He's not getting the nurturing. Right. So, and and and, yeah. and and the people in that family are not faring too well. So, yeah. You know, and they yeah. all got yeah. So I don't this, know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'll call them later. I'll call them later. <laughs> Give them a call. call. Just all right. She'll um, probably be upset I made the statement, but I'll call her later. I'll, you know, she understands what I mean. 
All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll waste this last five minutes or more. Who the F cares news. So Quavo is a member of the Migos, LaShawn. My dog Quay. <laughs> Quay, Quay. So Quavo claims that the Migos invented the triple flow. The triple flow of rap. Fans say it was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Do we care or not? Boom, 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 boom. Tell me what you gonna do when I need nowhere to run. I can't rap anything, Migos. I've no I idea what they're saying. I remember that one part. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that used to hit me right there because my dad was my dad was Charles. So I'd be like, oh yeah, I know. That's just hit me with that bone thugs. <laughs> God. I, it, it's just it's i just i didn't know first of all i didn't know it was called triple rap I mean, triple flow style I, triple flow style rap. i thought it was that one dude that did it he used to rap real fast or something oh e40 twista or twista e, yeah well, e40. We're not so the but doesn't make quavo from the migos saying they that they invented that flow of rap and fans are saying bone thugs and harmony i see a versus yeah, that's just one that I up. will not watch. One I will not watch. I will oh, not watch God. it. I will not watch it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a pill to see that one. Yeah, yeah that, I don't know. I, I would hope after all these years with Bone Thugs and Harmony not being together, and when they got together, they were young guys, and all of them looked like they were on some form of medication. Oh yeah. So I would say after all these years, if they still look like that. I remember them coming to Pittsburgh for a Juneteenth performance way mm-hmm. back in the day and back when they were hot. Right. So we had to get, you know, being in the promotions department, we had to get their writers. So we had, to, you know, it, it's like a list of things that they want in their dressing room. Right. They're only going to be there maybe an hour, but they need for you to get like all the I'm KFC. Mm. Um champagne blunt wow foolishness it was something chips i think it was chips melanie's here now it was chips like all these munchies that and we had to get that stuff right yeah. all the we had to, to get that to stuff so well I, w- I would hope now that they're more mature and they they wouldn't know um yeah i would hate for them to come out and do that now hey beautiful Hey, look at you looking like a here. star hey <laughs> she camera ready honey yes. melanie marie malloy has joined us right join greatness with greatness right I love you already i like that you look flawless mm. by the way she's Absolutely. trying to come back melanie trying to come back <laughs> I, got you. I got you sis no problem she so we're gonna take a quick break Melanie Malloy is here. Uh, she is the executive director of the Pittsburgh Metropolitan Area Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And this is going to be working. I'm going to tell you how we met. We're going to take a quick break. It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Urban Media Today. Hold tight. The Pittsburgh Project is a Christian nonprofit community organization with a 34-year history of service to the Pittsburgh area through investment in future leaders and vulnerable homeowners. Located on Pittsburgh's north side, Pittsburgh Project staff operates a progressive series of youth after-school programs and welcomes partners year-round to serve community homeowners and operate local recreation spaces. The Pittsburgh Project is a nonprofit 501c3 organization overseen by staff and its board of directors. The Pittsburgh Project is here to achieve this vision by sharing hope, empowering youth, and building community. For information about the Pittsburgh Project and its beliefs, log on to pittsburghproject.org. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Did I try to do peace and it blurred my one finger? It looked like I flicked you guys off. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I didn't even notice it. Uh, 
It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Shout out hey. to Urban Media Today. Make sure you log on to urbanmediatoday.com for all the news, the sports, the finance, the health, entertainment, uh, as it regard as it pertains to the urban lifestyle. Make sure you check that out and check out urbanmediatoday.com, which you can hear on Live 365 and tune in. I'm talking classic hip hop, soul, RB, jazz, gospel, and on Saturday, your specialty podcasts uh, like this one the hey girl hey podcast you can check us out at 9 30 a.m on saturday uh urban media today radio but anyway so melanie's in the building we hey, appreciate melanie. you for, hey, girl, for hanging hey. out hey, girl, hey. Hey. <laughs> so happy he- uh, hispanic heritage month Thank you. You know, I've been fearing this because there's so much work to be done leading up to it, but there was just something about it yesterday, starting and doing the kickoff. I mean, I, I did everything yesterday and it just really feels good to be seen. You know, I wish we could feel this way all year. Ah, mm-hmm. let's get into that. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. Tell us about you. Um, you know, where are you born in uh, raised in in Pittsburgh, like where are you from? Uh, tell us about yourself real quick, because I we we have a list of questions to ask you, sis. Definitely. I love it. I love it. So, um, <laughs> well, I was born here in Pittsburgh. I actually grew up in Penn Hills, um, but I spent my summers in Colombia. So I'm actually a Colombian citizen. Hablo español, pero tengo que practicar un poco más. I speak Spanish, but could always use a little more practice, you know, um, when you're not using it every day, which believe it or not, I don't even with my job. Um, you know, you lose a little bit, but I love Colombia. I feel very connected to Colombia. A little, a little quick story just to give you my background a little bit. So I had obviously been around a ton of Colombians in Colombia, my family, but as far as professionally and publicly, I really hadn't like up to a certain point in my life. Um, And I went to this meeting with Colombia in Pittsburgh, which is a group here. And I sat at a table in Panera with about 12 other people. And when I left, I got in my car and I started crying. And my best friend called me. She's like, girl, what happened? Like, why are you so upset? And I was like, I'm not upset. I was like, I'm so happy. Like, I have never, I never realized that I never, I didn't feel like other people, which I, you know, whatever. Like, I've just, I've always been very comfortable, but I never realized that I had never been around a group of other people who felt so mm-hmm. much like me. And just being around them, like, I felt so at home. And, you know, I instantly knew that I needed to do work within that community and just keep connecting and elevating people. And I never looked back here we are today so I'm glad to be here I was gonna ask you as an executive director what do you do but you kind of answered that question you rep (laughs) she reps hard it's awesome. Like I get to work within the community every day. You know, people, I tell people, I love my job. They're like, Oh, you love it. Would you do it for free? Yes. I would. I did for three years until finally Heinz endowments as of July 1st started funding a position with the chamber. Yes. Heinz endowments. Thank you, Matt Barron. I would like to thank myself and Heinz endowments (laughs) (laughs) board. Your acceptance speech. Right, 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 right. But I, I'm no, I'm really happy, really blessed. I don't, I don't feel like I ever work. I just, I help people. Our goal is to elevate the community economically. And by helping the Hispanic community, you help everyone else move up as well. So we're, you know, we're all in this together. As you know, I'm just here to uplift everyone. Anything I can do, I'm here. Before y'all ask y'all questions, I met Melanie um, on the WPXI advisory board Zoom call get real yes wpxi gets real um Mm -hmm. but the thing was like melanie never has her screen on like she's always and i was like who is this chick but her off-screen picture is like (laughs) so fierce and i was like who is this girl and how dare she have this picture on her and there was something about her but when she and when she wanted to speak up when it when we were talking about something that affected the community the first t- the first subject is the black community right and so we would talk about i don't know we would you know the the county jail we would talk about education we whatever and melanie be like excuse me so um she would come off camera no she would not come off her screen though she was still screen still on her camera still off. She was like, excuse me. So uh, we need to talk about what's going on in the Latina, the Hispanic community, because we have this, that, da, 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 da. And it was just like, 
<laughs> you know what? I never thought about that picture before because that's just how I feel. Like that's who I am. So when I see right. that picture, I'm just like, oh, that's just a picture of me. But like, you know what? I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too. You know, Pittsburgh historically. <clears throat> has been really seen as black and white, which like we're not even doing a good job in 50% of what I just said anyway. And so they want to go and add other groups. And you know, like, that's the thing, like, it's not just black and white. And that brings me around to like the attention on all of the different groups and making sure that all groups, whether it be LGBTQ, you know, Asian, Jewish, you know, disabled, Mm -hmm. there are all of these different groups. And not only, you know, not only just, you know, having awareness for those groups, but really making sure that, I don't know, we have equitable diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things here in Pittsburgh. I could go on all day, but what I can say is that I really think that the needle is moving in the right direction. We just need to make it go a little faster. That's important that you think that the needle is moving because I mean, and from your perspective, because I'm glad yeah. about that, because that's something I don't see, because I see it, it like it's moving slowly for the African-American community. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I used to always say about Pittsburgh, because at first I was like, we don't have a Hispanic population at all. Mm. I used to say this years ago, and I was like, I don't, where, where? And so I, I, I traveled a lot with, you know, some of my other jobs. And I would say, well, maybe no one comes to Pittsburgh because it's too cold. Mm-hmm. And then I went to West Virginia and they had a big Hispanic population. And then you go travel yeah. a little bit outside of Pennsylvania, you go to Philly, there's like one square that they were looking, this was years ago, looking for people to speak Spanish. Yeah. And I was like, how come we don't have that in Pittsburgh? But, you know, when, cause I, cause I see the needle just moving just a little bit. The town does not, it's not inviting. It wasn't inviting yeah. for people of other colors. Right. It's just getting there where it's starting to be a little bit inviting, but it took, it took like Black Lives Matter, took like, you know, people protesting. How many mm-hmm. years has it been? And I, it, mm-hmm. it, it shames me to say that we don't have that population. Like you can look at Pittsburgh and you can say, okay, well, out east, the Homewood area, Penn Hills, those are your Black communities. You can say right. Pearl Hill community, that is your Jewish community. community. You can say Polish Hill that's your Polish, Italian, Lawrenceville community. But you can't say, it, this is where you have the most Hispanic population. I don't like to say that anyway, because I think every community should have a mixture of everybody. It right. should be inclusive of everybody. That would make Home sense. Which shouldn't only be this area. You know, this only shouldn't be this area. We're so segregated in this city that it makes it hard for anybody. So when when... When Kiki was saying that you would be on the calls and you would say, hey, what about this population? What about my population? You have to get to the table to speak. And every opportunity you get there, you have to say something. So I appreciate you getting to the table and getting to somewhere. Now where it's recognized where Hounds Endowment would give money towards this. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest funder. Yes. They fund, they fund Thank a God for Heinz Endowment. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh goodness. I have to say you touched on so many things that are important to me and so many conversations that I have every day. So I want to start with the population. So, you know, there weren't historically, and there not to say that there are a lot of Latinos, but the Hispanic population in Pittsburgh grew 170% from 2010 to 2018. What? Awesome. People say to me, I don't see Latinos. I don't hear Latinos. I'm not going to make a comment about that because you can use your imagination for the things that go through my mind. But I tell them you can be black, white, Asian, you know, you, you can look um, Native American and you can be Hispanic. You cannot yeah. see a Hispanic person. You cannot hear a Hispanic person because I speak English. And when I speak Spanish, guess what? I have an American accent. I might be, I might be a citizen but that's not my native language, right? Mm-hmm. I, I spent most of my time here as a child, right? So I don't hear them, I don't see them. Like, what do these things mean? And that's the thing, I think that Pittsburgh, because we lack diversity, we really lack the education to know that it's not even okay to say something like that, that that was mm-hmm. a racist statement in itself, but people don't even know. And they have good intentions when they say this, but intentions aren't everything because you need education and awareness. That's number one. Number two, you talked about um, 
you know, Pittsburgh not being inviting and the location. And I, I'm glad that you put those two together because that's exactly what it is. So the Hispanic community in general, worldwide, you know, Latinos, we are, we love um, food, family, community. And here in Pittsburgh, not having a central location effect because you have people coming here from another from a ton of other countries without people who are already here without having a home base and when they're missing that community when they're missing that family is when they don't feel welcome and don't stay so i have seen people because they didn't know where to connect leave mm. because they didn't feel at home so those yeah. things are definitely happening so i think that we had a lot more latinos come in like at higher levels you know especially in corporate because corporations are they're understanding okay we need to pull talent from these other places we need to pull talent that speaks spanish and that's how like i think we kind of started filing in but now we're at the point where we have a ton of small businesses latinos hispanics we start businesses at a rate of eight to one compared to caucasians and did you know the latinos just us women alone Hey, girl, hey, we are responsible for 50% of all new jobs in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Wow. We are making jobs, okay? Just as ladies right. alone. Awesome. That's that to celebrate. Your, your girl, Monica, checked in. We're live on YouTube, and Monica said, and we only recognize cultures and holidays when the calendar tells us to. So do you want to respond to that? We love you. Monica, we love you. Monica, we love you. You're working all the communities. You are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, she's still right. You know, like I said in the beginning, it feels good to be seen and appreciated. Um, and like you said, when when I said that the needle was moving, I'm talking about those early stages, which is exactly what Monica is talking about. This is Hispanic Heritage Month. I wish that I could tell you how many calls, texts, emails. I got from even large corporations who realized they didn't have enough on the calendar to check the box for Hispanic Heritage Month and needed to do so. So, I mean, it does open the door and give me and others the opportunity to educate and tell people why they need to care all year. But it is very frustrating. By 2050, Hispanics will only be 13% less than Caucasians, meaning in our lifetime, there will probably be more Latinos more than there Latinos. are white people. So if you're not, and you know, I'm also white, both, but you know, if you're not doing business with Latinos, if you are not understanding culture, if you're not respecting Latinos, you are never going to reach your full potential. Girl. Yeah. Facts. Look, mm. facts. That's true. When you were talking Ooh. about uh, the, um, lot of don't know, yeah. whatever, what are some things that are planned for um, Hispanic Heritage Month? Like any for the rest of the month. Like we just I missed an event this week. Um, and then a Roberto Clemente, but go ahead. I, oh, yeah, I missed yeah. some stuff. I'm not on the news about yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know what? That's the thing. There are so many things. Um, so in an interview yesterday, someone asked me, what can our company do to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month? Like, can I just like show some slides and get tacos? And I was like, oh, that's rude. And you didn't Ooh. punch him in the face? Wow. Not yet. It was on Zoom. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but that's so would thing, he have you know, said that if it were Black History Month? Uh, when I'm going to get some chicken and um, some water? Some watermelon. watermelon. You're not going to do that with in front of a black person, but why do you feel that you should do that in front of a, a woman who is also Hispanic? Like a oh, period. That's just ignorant. People Privilege. don't even know. They don't even know. And that's what I said. I, you know, I, I, and that wasn't actually even the first time that I got that even just yesterday. <laughs> so I, I literally was just like, well, what good would that do? Do you know about the culture? You know, are you authentically going to make some, you know, tacos from which country? I'm a, I'm a Peter and appalled. <laughs> right? Like, just go down, go to whatever Hispanic restaurant, connect with a Hispanic organization, get someone else to come educate you. So, you know, you know, it's this constant, like, guessing um, and just trying to check boxes without even doing the work. You know, it's really not difficult to call up the Hispanic Chamber, call up, you know, um, Casa San Jose. They do amazing Casa work. Casa San Jose. You know, Center. What's your yeah. name? Monica Ruiz. Monica, yeah. Yeah, or Rosa Maria Cristina. Monica, Casa San Jose. 
Guillermo Velasquez from PHTC, the Hispanic Development Corporation. You know, there are amazing Hispanics doing amazing things in the community. And that's the thing, like, it's not even just the Hispanic community that we're helping. I told you about some of those ec economic numbers. Our purchasing power is growing exponentially, whereas most other groups are growing in one, two, three percent increments. So wow. who do you think is going to hit the bottom line of the city the most, right? David right. Pan, he travels all over the U.S. reviving the economy of cities. He's contracted by, you know, all these different government, um, all these different city officials, and he has no ties to the Hispanic community. Man is the very, very white, to be honest with you. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what he said? The way to revive a city and to revive the economics of a city is to stimulate the Hispanic small business population. Once you do that, once you elevate that, everything else will follow. I have had no connection with this man before he told me that. And I was like, I've been telling people this. He's been doing this for 40 years, you guys. You know, it's not just about elevating Latinos. It's about bringing everything up. And this is just one way to do it. And when you guys know, trust in communities is low. So when you bring, oh, there's this government program, that government program. I mean, we literally had a whole, what, four years where people, if they looked a little bit extra ethnic, were having ice called on them, you know, just mm -hmm. for walking down the street, even people whose first languages were English, who have never even been to their, you know, country of alleged mm -hmm. origin, because that was even before their birth. Mm -hmm. So trust is low. So when you don't have programs that are brought to you by trusted sources, it's just the education is never going to go up. It's it's not going to go up until these companies and until governments invest in organizations that the community already trusts. We're not going to be able to change those numbers and the whole, oh, stimulate the economy after COVID. You can't do that without how, helping black and brown businesses move forward yeah. quicker because we're the ones making the change. I was going to I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, Melanie, you can tell us the events that's happening here um, in the city. Uh, maybe even nationally before we end the show, because um, I know Jerry wants to, she wants to get out. So <laughs> she wants to be a part of, a part of the festivities. The uh, I do. But love when, where are we going? Well, we went you to Fargo to Chow. That was off the chain. I love that. So oh, I meant right now, like after we're done, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Where are we going? Girl. <laughs> Here's, here, here's my question though, because we we have uh -huh, um, you after this, Melanie. We have less than 20 minutes. We have actually less than 10 minutes. Um the advice that you that you mentioned in the the scenario that you show you shared with us about the, the white gentleman who says that we need to invest, or the, the I think the key for successful white businesses, they need to invest in businesses run in the Hispanic community or Hispanic people of, color. Let, people of color, would you give that same advice to people of color? Would you give that same advice to African-American owned businesses? Because we can see ourselves as a community that is relatable. We've been through pretty much some of the same um, struggles and, you know, being recognized, being abused, being harassed, being victims of racism. Um, and so we, we pretty much can say that we've been through the same, you know, the same struggle. But not every, I don't believe that every Black person would say, I can go to the bank and not get a loan, but a person in, but a Hispanic man or a Hispanic woman can go to the bank and get a loan. So would you, would you encourage the Black community the same way that you encourage the white community to, to support Hispanic run businesses. And am I saying that right? Hispanic. Yeah, so there's okay. there, we can, I can give you a second on like all the different terms in a second. Yes, please. What I want to <laughs> say is that honestly, a lot of the numbers are worse, you know, especially for Hispanic women, when it comes to things like mm. venture capital funding. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, and especially like when you have an accent, when you are first generation from another country, the numbers get worse, but it's not yeah. a game of who has it the worst, who has it the hardest, like who the fuck cares? Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to swear. Much. <laughs> who I cares? Who has it the hardest, right? Like it's not about that. The fact is that there is power in numbers. Numbers. Yeah. We are minorities if we're separate, right? But if we're yeah. together- We're the majority. 
-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, I don't think that anyone should be pitted against one another. I don't think that there's any negative competition here. I think that at the end of the day, if we all work together and we all empower one another, we are doing interest of everyone. And because, you know, groups have been elevated from the beginning of time, you know, we are in a time where we need to, you know, level the scales, you know, we need to make it so that it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, what your accent is, what your mm. background is, so that it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the content of your character in your business. And we have mm. a long way to go. We know that that is not going to happen right now. But the more we work together, you know, back and forth, one on one in our minority communities, the more power we have to make change towards that. So at first, I have to tell you, I thought you were asking if I would advise um, Hispanic African, uh, and Black businesses to work more with white businesses. And I got kind of confused. Oh, no. I made that one face <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> but I, I really absolutely think so. And it's not even just about that. It's the fact mm. that the numbers in growth for the Hispanic community show that if you can market to the Hispanic community and you can get in before other people do, you are going to flourish and it is gonna tremendously benefit you. So even if you're not worried about, about balancing anything, if you just wanna succeed, you just wanna make the most money, absolutely invest in learning about the Hispanic community, connecting with the Hispanic community and selling what they're buying. Right, I okay. Get it. I, I have to mm -hmm. ask this question. I'm so sorry, ladies. I have to ask this question. We have the general election coming up here in, I guess, Pennsylvania or everywhere. I don't know. But we have the general election coming up in November, right? It's always, I, maybe because I'm, I'm a Black woman, I always see advertisements and people talking about how important the Black vote is. Oh, we need the Black people need to get out and vote. People need to get out and vote. Of course, I wouldn't hear this same message as it pertains to uh, the Spanish community, the Hispanic community. Please forgive my ignorance. You're going to set me straight later. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. You're going to set me straight. So is it the same message? Is the Hispanic vote just as important as the Black vote? You know, I would say it's a numbers game. It's a percentages game. I, I really hate to say this, but people uh, don't say that out loud because they think Hispanics, oh, they can't vote anyway. They're not from here. Yeah. I hate that. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, I've heard that and it's, it's so untrue and it's terrible, but that's the fact of why you don't hear that because of that lack wow. of information, right? And not only that, but not all Latinos, not all Hispanics identify as Hispanic, you know, they identify as black first or mm -hmm. white first right. or yeah. mm -hmm. just American in general. Mm -hmm. And so because of that divide and pushing that divide, there are a lot of complications. But what I can say is I know you guys have all held events. So you know what it is when you have an event, you have to invite politicians, you have to give them free tickets, you have to let them speak, right? Uh, -uh. I don't do that. I do not do that. I know that's right. If you do not come on your own. There, Nothing is happening. Nothing. I had our, what, second event after the pandemic at, pandemic at Full of the Chow. Eight politicians attended. I invited exactly zero. They all paid for tickets and no one asked me to speak. If that does not speak for itself in saying that politicians are realizing the importance of the Hispanic community, I don't know what does, but I was mm -hmm. very proud. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also the politicians who are noticing and recognizing and paying attention, you know, I don't endorse anyone, especially the chamber cannot as a nonprofit. But what I do want to say is that Ed Ganey, has gone to all of our events. He has asked me what I needed. He has asked me what the community needs. He has asked me how he can help the community, not how can I get votes? What do you need? How can right. I show up for you? Mm -hmm. And that is what we need from politicians because we're not here to serve them. They're here to serve us. That and if you don't absolutely. know and understand your populations, how can you do that? Mm. So I, I appreciate him. Mm. That's good. Yep. That's good stuff. Yes, 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 mm -hmm. yes. That's it. I found out. <laughs> so, true. so before we, we got, we, we got, we don't have a lot of time. Go ahead, Jerry. If you had a question, did you have a question? I don't wanted to tell you the events that's happening though. Yeah, yeah. That that's we got like less than five minutes. 
So there's two things I want to do. One, as far as events, follow the Pittsburgh. Well, you know what? It's a long name. Just put Pittsburgh Hispanic <laughs> Chamber. It'll come up. I'm not even going to say the whole name. It's real long. Um, <laughs> and, and Google it, you know, because I could sit here and tell you, but people are going to listen back. The events are going to change every day. I would say October 10th, the Riverhounds are having a Hispanic Heritage Month event that is going to be great for families. Everyone looks for family stuff. It's going to—it's a beautiful view of the city. I would highly recommend it. We're co-sponsoring that, which is going to be really nice. But the truth is, tomorrow you want to do something. Next Wednesday, you want to do something. Hop on Google, hop on Facebook and see what's up because you, there's no excuse. You could go to a Hispanic event morning, noon, and night, any day in this city, especially during Hispanic Heritage Month. So if you're not going, you're not trying. But the second thing that I want to do, because Kiki asked a few times, I just want to talk about the difference really quick between Hispanic, Latinx, Latino. Um, I also want to say that my views are my own and this is not from the chamber. Um, So... The term Hispanic, it actually has some pretty racist history behind it. Most people don't know. And they use that as what they call the proper term. It was basically used to identify the difference between the Mexican and the Americans when the Texas line was kind of moving back and forth. Um, and there are some roots in slavery there as well. It's it's a hard conversation that you can, you can look up on your own. And people okay. think that Hispanic is like the Spanish word, you know, what we chose, and it absolutely was not. Then the term Latin, a lot of people get upset because not all Hispanics speak Spanish. Some speak Portuguese, some speak French. Mm. Um, And then they're like, do you include Spain? So there's kind of all these little niche things. Then you bring in Latinx. A lot of people get offended because Latinx, they say, oh, white people in the U.S. made this term up to identify us. But Tell me why these are the same people who are saying diversity, diversity, inclusion, we need to include everyone. But then as soon as they're uncomfortable, including other genders or making the genders equal with an X instead of an O or an A, they have a problem. If you want to be inclusive, if you want to include everyone, if you want to preach that you should be included, you need to include other people as well. So what I do when I'm speaking... I put them all in. I will have a paragraph with like all four different ones. So I'm like, no one can be left out. No one can be offended because these are these are just things that people use to divide each other. So in my opinion, the safest thing to do is to say Latino slash uh when you're using that term. And Hispanic, people usually accept it as kind of a blanket. That's why we named the month after it. So if anyone then goes in and says, well, I speak Portuguese, I meant you too, honey. You're the only one excluding yourself. So there we go. Oh my what, God. What, what is the month? The month is September? October. September 15th to October 15th. A whole, <laughs> a whole month. Like two weeks. months. We couldn't just do one. We're a little bit extra. So we were like, we, how can we how can we do this? With, That's you know? what I'm talking about. See, we need to do better, Black people. We can't yeah, just be settling for one month. We got days and 28 days, and we still got it. Even after we recognized it was 28 days, we still mm-hmm. got 28 days. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. We don't need 28 days. We don't need a month. We need to be celebrated all year, all no. day, every day. We don't need a month. Just Let me just Absolutely. shout out. Let me just shout out. Uh, Ruth's way. Ruth's way is checking in. Icy's Chapman. She's checking in. And of course, Monica holding it down. We got folks checking in uh, on YouTube. Thank you so much, Melanie. I wish we had more time, but um, Urban Media Today Talk Sports is next. So they got to check in. But um, as the executive director at the Pittsburgh Metropolitan Area Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, let us know (laughs) how we can um, participate. Like, where can we go? What is that you said the web, you have to Google it as far as the website. Can we find you guys on social media as well? Absolutely. You know, I would say the main thing to follow is our Facebook page. You know, we do really great speaker series events, which one thing we did today that's still live on there is mm-hmm. how to get your MBE, your minority certification for today. your business. I missed it. You know what? Yeah. If you didn't miss it. It's still there. And okay. you can take, I, I personally know someone who it changed their business in the millions of dollars. So I recommend awesome. just going to our Facebook page, seeing what you could find there, whether it be help, whether it be events or whatever you're looking for, hopefully we can help. And if not, shoot us an email shoot us a message and we'll be there i, I just gotta call her the latina chick yeah, latina yeah chick. yes we got the latina chick. 
Melanie Marie Malloy from the PMAHCC. Malloy is like an Irish name, but I'll give you the whole name before we finish. Ready? Melanie Marie Boyer Malloy. Wait, Melanie Marie Rosemarie Malloy Boyer Avendano Hernandez. Oh, wow. What she said. What she said. What she said. It's exactly what she said. Whatever she said, that's what it is. Whatever. That's what she said. She said what she said. You can find us on streaming. You can email us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you find us on Facebook, Hey Girl Hey Podcast, the Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Facebook, and that way you'll find all the links. We got uh Urban Media Today Talk Sports coming up next. So Melanie, thank you so much. It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast. I'm Kiki Brown, your radio chick. And I'm LaShawn, the chatter chick. I'm your millennial chick, jeer, 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 to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.